Let's begin with a prayer first. Lord God, we are, are very thankful to, to be here now. Lord, we thank you for the, the many children that we, we have here at camp with us. And Lord, as we, we consider how best to, to raise them and instruct them, Lord, and to, to educate them, we ask that your, your wisdom would guide our decisions. Lord, help us all to see the importance of, of the children you have provided to us. And Lord, we thank you for the, the many blessings that, that they bring us. And in your son's name we pray, amen. Well, good morning, everyone. This is Homeschooling 101, and uh, we are excited to have what I believe is the first morning forum for homeschooling. We've had an afternoon forum for uh, quite some time, but that has been more geared towards active homeschoolers and how to um, discuss what we're going through, the, the issues that we're facing, and encourage each other. Uh, this form is more informational on how to um, begin homeschooling and how to really go through the process and understand what, what it really means to, uh, to be homeschooling your children. First, we'll start with education. Education is the bringing up of a child. Education comprehends all that series of instruction and discipline, which is intended to enlighten the understanding, correct the temper, and form the manners and habits of youth and fit them for usefulness in their future stations. That is a, an 1828 definition of education. And William Butler Yeats said, education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. So education is more than just teaching facts to children. It is, it is all of these things that's much more encompassing than sometimes we realize. Also, education is, is not neutral. Sometimes we think about on institutional school settings, particularly public schools, as being neutral. And that's just simply not the case. There's always some sort of underlying foundation or agenda that is being incorporated into that education. Also, we know there are certain issues that are, are present in public schools and many private schools as well. Um, drugs, violence, there's a trend towards nationalized standards uh, with less influence by parents, issues such as Sexuality, homosexuality, now with gender identity, there's a lot of critical issues that are swirling around the kids, but also being incorporated into what is being um, instructed to those kids. So things to, to be aware of. In terms of what the Bible shows us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. And in Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And I shall teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house, and on thy gates. So one of the, the key takeaways from this forum is the primary role of a parent, regardless of the method of schooling, whether it's homeschooling or private school or public school, is the education of your children. And so our, our choice, our conviction, our leading has been homeschooling, but for all parents, again, regardless of, of what the school type is, this is our primary role and primary responsibility. Some information on homeschooling. How many are being homeschooled? The U.S., it's about two to two and a half million, which is 4% of the school-age population. 
That's an increase of about 75% over the last 20 years. Canada is about 27,000 children. That is 0.7% of the school age population, but that has doubled over the last 20 years. Overall, in both countries, it is increasing in popularity, but it is not a new concept. If you think about education, really since the dawn of time, uh, home education has been the dominant form of education. That was the case until about the 1800s. In the 1600s, education was biblically based. George Washington, for example, had two years of formal education. Thomas Jefferson had no years of formal education, similar to Benjamin Franklin and Abraham Lincoln. They were taught at home. They were homeschooled. Uh, first public schools in the U.S. were the early 1800s. They started becoming mandatory in the early 1900s. So again, this is all a fairly new, new concept for a society, but something that's very well established, having kids go to public school. It's not even a thought. Homeschooling is not just school at home, but parent-controlled education, traditional tutorial instruction, again, the one-on-one, -on -one, home based and parent-led instruction, and it's a thriving and mainstream educational alternative. So who homeschools? About 97% are married couples. Uh, over 25,000 are single parents. No easy task, but there is still a large population doing that. Uh, grandparents as well. 32% are minorities. About half have a college degree or have attended college, so again, you don't need to be possessing a master's degree to be able to do this. Uh, about 75% do attend religious services regularly or maintain some sort of religious belief. But again, while it's a majority, there are a lot of individuals that don't have a religious association but are still choosing to homeschool for, um, for other reasons beyond um, providing a Christian education. Also, the largest group of professionals at homeschool are teachers. It's a bit hard to read, so I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll read that for you. Reasons that were given in a 2016 survey of why parents homeschool. 80% 80, 80 said there was a concern about the environment of other schools. 61% had a dissatisfaction with the academic instruction. 67% wanted to provide uh, moral instruction. 51% wanted to provide religious instruction. 39% wanted to provide a traditional approach to education. 14% uh, a child had a physical or mental health problem. 20% child had other special needs. 4% uh, temporary illness of a child. And then there were other reasons as well. So, you can see there's more than just one reason for homeschooling, uh, but again, concern with current school situations or the ability to really tailor an education to the ideals and beliefs you have is um, a primary reason for parents. So the wrong reasons to homeschool. One is fear. Fear of school violence, fear of influence of your children by other children around them, guilt, perhaps. You feel like if you're not homeschooling, you're not a good parent, or siblings of yours are homeschooling your kids or their kids, but you're not homeschooling. So guilt can be uh, an issue there. Isolating your children from the world. For homeschooling, the, the concept is to shelter your children in order to prepare them to re-enter the world. So we're not homeschooling to, to keep them in this bubble. We're here to prepare them to then go out as, as adults with the knowledge that they need to actually take on the world. Uh, guaranteeing academic excellence. We can assume that just by homeschooling, your kids will excel academically. It, it certainly helps, but it's not the guarantee. Also, salvation of your child. 
it, it is a great foundation in homeschooling to have Christ as the center of your, your curriculum. But again, that doesn't guarantee the choices your child will make. So if these are the reasons for homeschooling, they won't get you through the difficult times and will often lead to disappointment. But the right reasons to homeschool is to provide a Christian education. And again, at a fraction of the cost of what a private Christian education would cost a Christian school, also you can integrate the learning with everyday life as opposed to institutionalized learning. You can foster character growth and spiritual development of your children. You can tailor the education to your child's abilities, interests, and learning styles. You can meet the special needs of your child, whether that is a physical or learning disability, or if they're prone to bullying, or whatever it is that they're facing, homeschooling, you can really target those weaknesses and, and strengthen them. Also, this is a calling, this is a conviction to, to follow. If God is, is leading you to homeschool, just like anything else in life, we, we answer that call or that conviction. And it's fun for the child and even the parent. It seems sometimes like a lot of work and a lot of, of unknowns, but it really is, is an enjoyable process. So, some typical questions that, that come up. Homeschooling sounds great, but I could never do that. That applies to anything God calls us to. Being parents, we all thought, oh, I could never do that. Then you have kids and somehow you figure out how to raise them and it's the same with educating them. Um, homeschooling families are not perfect. And homeschooled kids are little kids in public school or in private school. So we have the same struggles. Traditional school isn't easy either. Getting kids on buses, doing stuff after school, you know, there's, there's things involved with that as well. Confidence comes with experience. For all of us, you don't know what you're doing until you start doing it, and then you learn, and then you build off of that. Take one year at a time. Don't think, how am I going to get this infant into college? It's, you, go, you go step by step. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plan a year, but go day by day. And it's true. And again, you know, if you can potty train your child, you can teach them how to read. And if they learn how to read, you can teach them how to explore on their own and you know, step by step they're, they're growing through that education. Homeschooling sounds great, but I'm not patient enough. None of us are patient enough to spend all day with our kids. I mean, that's, that's something God works on. It's not a question of patience either. It's a question of perseverance and a question of motivation and wanting what's best for your child. So again, homeschoolers aren't patient people. They become patient as God works in them and as gives them that grace day by day to be able to do this. Homeschooling sounds great, but what about socialization? That's always the big concern. Are my homeschooled kids going to turn out weird? I mean, maybe, but ultimately that's not really the point. Socialization, what is it? And that's the question, too, is what about being socialized? What does that even mean? Being fit for companionship with others, how to get along with age mates, the development of self-worth, and the adoption of a set of values. Values, beliefs, and self-worth are developed by the person or the group that the child spends the most time with or has the most valuable interchanges with. So again, who do you want to be establishing those values and beliefs? Also, extensive peer contact during childhood can actually cause an undesirable peer dependency. So sometimes kids get so used to being with their own age to within a year, it's hard to get outside of that bracket. But again, with homeschooling, 
with kids of different ages, you're with adults, you're in different situations, it actually can benefit you more in terms of socializing than perhaps a more structured um, uh, school setting. Also, homeschooling encourages independent thinking, self-confidence, and the ability to relate to people of all ages. Homeschooling sounds great, but my kids don't listen to me. It's a problem whether you homeschool or not. So with proper direction, homeschooling will work on them. Homeschooling can help you focus on their character and discipline and develop respect for parents. Also, as kids learn discipline and respect, you're able to give them more responsibilities and chores, and so that that situation where kids aren't listening actually becomes a situation where kids can help in the house and kids can learn more skills in terms of how to be responsible with what they have and how to participate in, in the family responsibilities. Homeschooling sounds good, but I was never that good in school. I'm not a certified teacher. I think we'll get into this more with the panel, but you know your child best. And I don't want to discredit teachers because that profession is an important profession and difficult to teach a room full of 30 kids that aren't your own. But still, the parents knows what their kids struggles with, what they're good at, what they're not good at, how to help them learn, how to, how to help them understand. One little way to look at it, 10,000 hours in a subject makes you an expert. So with 12 hours of sleep a night, which, you know, no one gets 12 hours of sleep a night, being around your child for two years makes you an expert on your child. So just think about that. If, you know, we, we might not be professionals at this, but these are our children God has given us. I want my kid to get into university. This I want to defer to, um, to Karina on to explain a little bit about um, the Canadian homeschooling um, setup in terms of options for getting your kids through high school and then into college or university, because it's a bit different in Canada than the, the US um, scenario. Yes? I think so. Yeah, there's one down here. This one working? Okay. I think so. Is that better? Okay. So as we saw from the figures, Canada obviously doesn't have the same numbers of homeschoolers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Homeschooling sounds great, but will I have the time? How can I teach more than one kid at a time? And I work outside the home. So these are some common questions that our panel will get into. And I don't know where to start. How will I know what to teach them? There's no shortage of information on what to teach them. We don't have time to get into all the specifics, but there's a lot out there, and the panel will get into that. Um, what if they're bored having school in the living room every day? Again, not, not the case. There's a lot to do. It's not just going through a workbook on your couch. I mean, there are plenty of options out there. But again, part-time jobs, volunteering, going back to socialization, things that kids in public school all day long aren't able to do necessarily. All right, on to the panel discussion, because again, they, they're the experts here, not me. So we have a series of questions that the panel will answer, and then we'll have some time at the end for questions from the audience as well. We'll start with Helen Ledbetter, the mother and the grandmother of homeschoolers. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, my name is Betty Lumsden, um, and I'm from Worcester, 
and I have been homeschooling for 16 years. I have two children, one who uh, graduated three years ago and one who is going to be starting up 11th grade this year. Um, what led us to homeschooling, um, it's kind of, it seems rather silly now because based on what is going on and what is being introduced in the schools now, back when we started 20 years ago or you know, 16 years ago, is minor, but it was just the fact that they were actually going to be teaching sexual education to kindergartens. And I thought, well, that's our job, not the school's job. Um, but even back then, I'm pretty sure they were going to be talking about men and women, not men and men, women and women, and all that stuff that's going on now. But that was something that was heavy on our mind. Um, and just like sending them off to the unknown, I don't know. But um, we had the... Um, privilege of having my older sister having homeschooled her kids and also my older brother and they seemed to turn out okay so we thought well how bad could it be so we decided we would try it and also our oldest was very uh, verbal or whatever he could read at four so it was like you know we got to do something and he was too young to start public school so we thought well we'll start kindergarten and see how it goes and um, so we did that and it was kind of like a year-by-year year thing, you know. We'll see how it goes next year. And it was like, it was our choice. And then it wasn't too many years after that that God really convicted us that, no, this was something that he was calling us to, and it wasn't our choice to do it or not do it. And um, so that was actually freeing because then it was like, okay, this is what we're going to do, so how are we going to do this? And I didn't have to try to figure out, are we going to do it again, or what if I do this, or will I still be able to do okay in school if we put them back in school? So it does actually free you when you make a commitment to it. Um, our approach to homeschooling, um, like several of them have said, it changes. Um, when we first started, uh, I did a lot of unit, uh, unit studies, Kono's home curriculum. So it's basically... Um, we, we did one, it was character studies, but um, using that, then it incorporates your, your science, your English, um, all kinds of things. Basically, you just add math and grammar to it. Um, but I really liked those, and I thought we'd do those for a long time, and when the second one came along, we'd do them again. But then reality set in, and it was like, that's too much work, because you have to do a lot of work with that. But the the great thing now that wasn't available when Helen started is there's almost too much available out there because it can be frightening when you go to a homeschool convention and go to their curriculum hall because there's so much stuff. But the great thing about that is it's, you can tailor it to your style of teaching as well as your student's style of learning. You have to pick something that works for both of you. Your kid may be you know, this, but if you can't teach him that, it's not going to work. Or you may love to do it a certain way, but if your child is not getting it, you need to change. And the great thing about homeschooling is you do, you do know your child, and you, you know if it's not working. And um, we also went to those used curriculum sales, and that's usually where we bought all of our material for the first probably three to four years. Um, because then if something wasn't working, I paid $5 for it, I'll pitch it, I'll get something else. If you buy something brand new, you've paid $60 for that. You're going to make your kid finish that book. <laughs> you will. <laughs> because 
also, as you're homeschooling, a lot of times you're working on one income. So you're conscious of those things. So um, don't be afraid to buy something used and throw it away. Um, what our homeschool day looked like, early on, hour and a half, two hours, they're done. I mean, you can do, there's just, I think I was very paranoid. Um, I think Caleb probably did more in kindergarten than he did in third grade. <laughs> we did everything, you know. And then as I, as, as the Lord, like, kind of grew me, um, I realized it's not all about the academics. And it's, it's not, they don't have to do school eight hours a day. Um, because you're also doing school when you're not doing school. Um, so... Um, as they got older, like right now, my old, you know, in high school, we, we generally groom them to be self-directed. So, you know, early on, I'm doing everything. As they middle school, junior high, I might suggest this schedule. Um, but in high school, this is what you have to do. You figure out how to do your schedule and get it done. And they're all different how they do that. Um, the greatest challenges of homeschooling... Uh, the doing it all thing. You feel like you have to do it all. You can't. Um, I really had to lower my expectations on how clean the house was going to be. Um, laundry. I, I, it's, it's a great opportunity to get your kids involved in chores very early because you, there's stuff that needs done. And so I had to lower my expectations of how the laundry was going to be folded when my child was doing it. <laughs> so it's like, you know what? If I don't like it, I got to do it. So it does, it does help you let go of some of those things. It really doesn't matter. And you can get them involved in it. Also, comparison. Oh, big deal. You know, when we, when we went to our first homeschool convention, we had a little... Um, when we got married, I had a two-seater car. Uh, Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> and we drove that thing till it died. Um, but we went to our first homeschool convention, and we drove up into our little, in our little Pontiac Fiero, and everybody else had those maxi vans, right? <laughs> And we walked in, and I thought I was at camp. Everybody had on jean skirts, and they all had like 16 kids, and they all perfect, and they all played instruments, and, you know, we were there in our shorts and our Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> it has changed immensely now. It is way more diverse when you go to a homeschool convention. And there are actually lots of people there that aren't doing it because of... of uh, Religion, yeah. Back then, I think they mostly were. Um, so, but that, that comparison, especially if, if you're talking to other people homeschool, um, you know, and they're doing something really great, and it's like, oh, man, I stink. I'm like the worst. So it's really, really important as homeschoolers that we don't, like, try to make it look like we've got it all together because we really don't. If you looked at some of our homes, you would know that. Um, also, the opinions of peers who don't homeschool. Um, I think somebody said sometimes you feel like you're left out, you're afraid to say something because um, they think that we think we're better than them. And that isn't the case, but that is something. And some people deal with that even within families of you know being afraid to speak out on homeschooling or just being quiet because you're afraid they're going to think you're, you're trying to change them or you're trying to make them feel bad. Um, and also the sacrifices because you 
probably will have one income. You, you know, there are things you have to sacrifice or whatever, but they're not really sacrifices. It, it, it was well worth it. Like, it's not, if God calls you to it, he will equip you, and he will equip you monetarily as well. We've been blessed with a lot of things. Um, the greatest rewards, um, having that extra time with my kids to really learn who they are. And having great conversations at the most bizarre times or whatever. Um, and you can really... I, we have boys, so it's hard to understand boys, but I, I really think if I hadn't had them at home, I really wouldn't know them at all. Because boys are hard to open up to begin with, but if they're not... I mean, imagine all that time that they're spending away from you. Then when they get home, they don't want anything to do with you. So this way, I had them. But it also gave us an opportunity to ground them in the Word because you can use curriculum that is written at a biblical perspective. We also had Bible every year as a subject. Um, I put that on my thing that I send to the school. Um, and it gives them an opportunity to, to ask questions and stuff. Um, also allows them to explore and grow in their unique talents. Our oldest was really interested in computers. So his senior year, he had three credits of computer programming, and he was able to do that. Um, unfortunately, my second child wants nothing to do with computers, so that curriculum is worthless. <laughs> I always want to use everything twice. I'm, a, I'm German. I'm frugal. Um, and then just the relationship that we were able to have with them and um, something that I, I just thought of when, when uh, Dan was speaking, we're going to take them with us um, to CLM on a work team and if they were in school, there's no way they could go on that because school starts right about when we're leaving. So, All right. Um, I'm Connie Varga. For those of you who don't know me, uh, we live in Windsor, Canada, or just outside of Windsor, actually. Um, we have three children, uh, ages, gee was almost 14, 12, and 9. So my oldest will be starting high school in September, God willing, as in like homeschool, high school. Um, we've been homeschooling right from the start, so we've been doing this for about 10 years, um, right from junior kindergarten, which starts at age 3 or 4 in Canada. Um, the reasons why we started homeschooling, I was looking at your slides and I'm like, Oh, gee. Some of those reasons why we started were kind of the wrong reasons. But we also had some right reasons. <laughs> it was a mix of things. So um, back when our oldest was little, just before he would have started school, um, we were starting to see the pattern of the LGBT movement going into the schools. And that kind of frightened us. And we didn't want that to influence our children. Um, we thought it was ridiculous. Um, again, I grew up in a country... Um, where the academic standards are a little different than North America. So we were looking at the North American school system, and we thought it was pretty lousy, and we wanted to give our kids a better education. We wanted to challenge them better. Um, also, again, seeing examples of people who had been doing it and whose children we thought were, um, I don't know what the word is, better behaved. <laughs> Um, they just seem the children just seemed more respectful, more adjusted, more flexible, even in how they interact with adults. We just saw the good examples in those children, and we thought, man, we want kids like that. We don't want kids who just hang out with their peers. 
And um, we also learned about, not that that should be a, like you said, it's all by God's grace that children are saved, but statistics do seem to indicate that children who are educated at home, um, there's a higher likelihood that they will remain in the faith as adults. Um, So those were some of the things that motivated us. And um, also the fact that we would be able to be directly involved in their spiritual um, development. uh, That was huge for us. Um, Our approach, again, I think you're going to see a pattern here with all of us going through, but our approach has changed over the years. When we first started, we were overkill. And my poor three-year-old was doing (laughs) pages and pages of seat work. Poor guy. Um, And you realize really quickly, pretty much on week two of homeschooling, that that doesn't really work, and they become demotivated really quickly. So over the years, it has morphed into a more relaxed thing, and um, we, with all the lifestyle changes that happened to us, um, it started with the birth of our youngest, who was very needy the first few years of his life, and we realized we could only do school during his nap hours, and that had to really, you know change our thinking on how we do school. Um, We didn't have to sit at a table to do school. Um, It could be anywhere. Um, So that that really changed. And then we ended up moving on to a farm with animals and all. And that, again, restricted my time with how much I could invest in my kids with homeschooling. And so we had to change it over the years. So kind of like Dan and Karina, we chose a little bit of an eclectic Um, approach, which means that we use some textbooks and some structured learning, but also a lot of um, where you just hands-on. You go and you explore something, or you um, read a book about a subject. So, for example, history would be a good example. Instead of learning all the facts and dates about the War of 1812, you read um, fun biographies on some of the key characters in that era. So the kids still learn all the facts and they learn to identify with the people who actually went through it, but they don't have to necessarily know the textbook facts of it. Um, Also, some of the courses we decided to do DVD courses um, with people who are the experts and we just do it that way and it's a lot of fun for the kids. They love it. They're usually really funny and uh, they learn a lot. Um, Greatest challenges. Uh, where do I start? <laughs> um, I guess just to copy some of the things that the other people said, um, we go to a church where homeschooling is, um, I think we're the only family at this point. When we started, we were, num- there was one other family when we started, and um, it seemed like they were being judged for it a lot. And so, again, we also have a lot of teachers. Um, in our in our church, and so we knew there was going to be a stigma attached to us. Um, so we felt um, maybe not so much anymore. People have learned to tolerate what we do, but in the beginning, we learned people just didn't understand why we would do it. They thought it was stupid to not give your kids a proper education, and um, and so we knew we were going to be in this alone. Um, as far as just our local church um, type thing. And um, so that was a challenge for sure. And, and it caused me initially to, I think, want to prove myself that I was, I was good and my kids were excelling in academics and my kids were like the best behaved in church and my kids this and my kids that. And, and I had to learn to um, let go of that and learn that 
it doesn't matter. It's between me and God. God gave me this child to raise for him, not to please other people. Um, again, making it fit our family lifestyle, that has morphed and changed over the years, but that was definitely a challenge that we had to fight through and, and um, work out. Um, again, um, when you homeschool, your own sinfulness <laughs> really, really shows. Um, the impatient days and when you blow it and you have a day where nothing seems to work or, you know, whatever. Like, it just really comes out. But it's a great opportunity to work on it. Your own self, I think many times God calls us to homeschool because he wants to transform us, not because necessarily the kids, you know, whatever. Um, so that was great. Greatest rewards, I have a ton written down, but some were already mentioned, so I'm just going to maybe focus on the ones that haven't been necessarily. Um, what I love most about our homeschool day, we usually start with devotions and Bible time. And I don't have to look at the clock. I can take as long as I want to spend with my kids in discussions about what we learned and, and really um, allowing God to reach their heart through it. And if we do devotions for two hours, we do, we do devotions for two hours. I love that part of our day. Um, so... That, to me, is one of the greatest rewards. Um, over the years, we've learned that your education is really not academic. It's discipleship. And your, your, your greatest goal for your child's life is to make them a disciple of Christ, and that's how we approach it. Um, also, you're learning at the same time as the kids sometimes. Um, there are some things that we never learned in school or some things that I do not remember at all. But as you go through it with your kids, you're like, oh, my goodness, I never knew that. Or I never knew this science fact about this bird. Or, you know. So it's, it's amazing what you can learn um, when you teach your kids. Um, the flexibility, I think, is a huge one for us. Um, it was mentioned a few times. But honestly, if you have time to do school in the evening, do it in the evening. If you have time to, school, to do school in the car, do it in the car. If you have time to do school, whatever, do it whenever. Like... It really doesn't matter as long as you invest in your kid's life because all of life is learning. Um, those are the main ones. The other ones I don't want to repeat just because they've been said already. And we move on. All right. So my name is Beverly Ebbinger. Um, and I will be starting this year my sixth year of homeschooling. I have five children. The oldest is 10 years old, and then the youngest is eight months old. So um, to answer the first question, how did I... Um, get into homeschooling. So I was homeschooled. My mom's Helen over there. Um, so like she said, from fifth grade to 12th grade. And um, so I, you know, knew about homeschooling probably more than most people because obviously I had been homeschooled. Um, but like she mentioned, when I was in public school, I really had a pretty good experience. I enjoyed it. So, um, you know, as I grew into an adult, I could appreciate, you know, the Christian education and all the things of flexibility about being homeschooled. But I really didn't think that much really about what I was going to do with my own kids um, until it kind of got closer to that time. Um, so when it did kind of get closer to that time, I, you know, just had some different thoughts about, well, maybe we'll let them go to school in the early years like we did because, you know, it was fun. And, um, you know, I thought when they were older and there were more peer pressure influences, maybe we would pull, you would probably pull them out or, you know, just kind of see how it went. Um, I was also working part-time when my kids were younger. I was three days a week, pretty demanding. Um, so I wasn't sure if I would really have the time to be able to homeschool. Um, and then I was also just really afraid that I would, like, mess them up. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of confidence 
um, in something like being able to teach a kid to read. I'm like, I have no idea where to start. I, I wouldn't know what to do. Um, so I thought, well, maybe I'll just send them to school, and like the teachers can teach them how to read and like basic math facts, and then I can kind of take it from there. <laughs> so that was kind of our plan, but um, God kind of led us through a different plan um, and showed what he had for us. Um, when our oldest son was about four years old and starting to get ready, we're thinking about school, um, you know, we decided we would send him to a pre-K um, at a Christian school um, because we were like, well, he needs to get ready to be in a school setting. So we loved the school. The teachers were great. They did a lot of fun stuff. Um, but that was kind of where we started to learn what he needed. Um, a group situation was just not really good for him because, you know, he would bring home his stuff where he was learning how to write his name. And I'm like thinking, this looks worse than like what you were doing a year ago. So everything he did, it just, I, I knew he could do better. Um, we were starting to get, hear things like behavior issues that, I mean, he had at home, but it just seemed like it was worse at school. Um, and then also even safety things, like they would um, tell us like, oh, well, he escaped from the class again. And we found him in the bathroom. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, so it was kind of a wake-up call for us. We had a um, parent-teacher conference with the teacher at the end of the school year. And she was like, are, are you going to send him on the bus when he goes to school? I was like, well, I think I'm probably going to drop him off. You know, why are you asking? She's like, oh, good. I was really afraid he would get lost from the bus to the school. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, so that was kind of also a little disturbing. But we still were like, okay, I think we're going <laughs> to go forward with public school. Um, so we did the registration, orientation, and everything. But... We, we did kind of start having some doubts about whether this was going to be a good fit or not. <laughs> um, so at the same time, we had a couple of families in our church who had decided to pull their kids out and um, homeschool them. And we also decided to attend the homeschool convention that our state was having because we could go free since we had a preschooler. So with doing that, you know, God really started kind of working on us as we kind of opened our mind up and our hearts just say, you know, Lord, show us what you want us to do and really praying about it. Um, and, you know, we started to kind of see how even in younger ages, you know, there is a lot of government control as far as, like, what the curriculum is. And um, so we just kind of started trying to really think about, like, do we really just want to send our child somewhere where we're not going to know what's going on for most of the day in, you know, early years? And um, God just kind of started working that on us in that way. And even like Connie said, some of the reasons we started homeschooling were very practical or maybe not the right ones, but it was kind of where we were at the time. So, um, anyways, the other thing that kind of came up then was like, well, I'm working, so how's this going to happen, you know? Um, and so we kind of tentatively approached my mom, who had been watching the kids while I was working, um, and, and asked her, you know, would you be willing to help us? And um, we were really blessed and thankful that she said, of course I will. And, of course, I mean, you know, she had all, obviously, we should have realized, been hoping that we would homeschool, and she had homeschooled us. <laughs> and so um, we kind of moved forward with that, and... Year by year, day by day, um, God has kind of just confirmed to us that it's where he wants us to be. Um, so I'll kind of just quickly go through some of the other challenges, um, things that maybe hadn't been mentioned. Um, some of the biggest challenges for us have been the fact that, that I do still work. I work two, two days a week um, outside of the home. And so I'm, I've been really blessed that my mom is helping us. We couldn't do it without her. Um, but, and it is difficult, I wouldn't necessarily recommend um, that if you have another option to be outside of the home, it, it does help to be home when you're homeschooling. <laughs> but um, at the same time, like, there have been some benefits. I mean, usually I'll just, like, create a schedule for my mom. Um, I'll send everything they need as far as, like, books and 
um, things that they would be doing during the day, any kind of like craft materials, supplies they would need. Um, and you know, it really has allowed the kids to kind of have a break from me and get another perspective. Um, it's forced me to be a little more organized and making sure I'm sticking to my schedule and also to have her support and has been really good too. Um, the other challenge that I've gone through, which is different a little bit from some of the others, is um, homeschooling with a baby or a toddler has been, you know, like when we first started, like I said, you know, first, your first kid in kindergarten can kind of devote a lot of energy, but then you may have little ones too, but you can get it all done in, you know, one or two hours. Um, as our family has grown and um, God has blessed us with more children, it's definitely been a juggling act as far as the demands of, okay, like who's napping when and the baby needs to nurse and stuff, but, um, you know, we just take it one day at a time. And some days, like, not a lot gets done <laughs> when you have a baby. You know, you kind of take a month off. But then, like, God is faithful, and the kids catch up. And um, it's amazing how much they can learn. Um, and so we just kind of make, you know, use of, like, just little activities. Kind of I'll trade off my time. The older kids will help play with the younger ones. They'll have outside time. So I can kind of get that one-on-one core instruction with each of the kids. And then um, we do a lot of things together. And it's like the younger ones just really want to be there. And it's a lot of fun just to be able to be together. And um, the younger ones have, like, my four-year-old was just, like, loving learning all the countries when we were studying geography. He was so into it just because it's what his siblings were doing. So um, just to kind of wrap up some also then like the the benefits that we've seen um you know I was afraid when about homeschooling because I thought I would be depriving my kids of like having a fun experience in school um because I did when I was in elementary school but it's really funny and I mean like they're young so I don't know maybe when they get older they'll say something different but my kids are like I love being homeschooled it's so great we don't have to get dressed if we don't want to like they just love it so and usually I do make them get dressed but I don't know why they keep saying that um and then the other biggest benefit has been like so kind of getting into homeschooling like I mentioned our oldest just had kind of realized the group situation would have been really difficult for him and so I'm just so thankful that God led us to it because um, you know I know he would have had a really hard time in traditional school and we've just been able to give him the breaks that he needs um, like give him one-on-one help keep instruction like pointed and short um, and you know we started for that reason for him but then with my other children I've seen how we could kind of tailor what they need to um you know my daughter you know kind of really susceptible to peer pressure so I see that in her even as a younger child and I'm thankful that like we can kind of be more selective about who her peers are um and then also she's struggled with learning how to read but she's very self-conscious of her image and so I know if that was like in a classroom of 30 kids that that would be a struggle for her and then my youngest one or my third one is like he's super bright in a lot of areas and like I know he would be so bored if I had to send him to kindergarten this year um but on the other hand he's very immature in other areas so I don't have to like stick him in a grade level I can just work with him wherever he is which is awesome um and as people mentioned like the togetherness with the family and seeing the kids like of course they still fight but seeing their relationship grow in a different way has been really um beneficial and then also I think really the biggest thing is just having like the peace that knowing that this was something like as things come up and we hear about so many things in the news I'm like well you know we know like that this is something we had prayed about and that um God led us to and so we just have thank you very much to our panel just to conclude there is a sign-up sheet at the back table also we have some resources there as examples so sign up if you, if you want to have a follow-up email then we can connect you with individuals that are homeschooling in your area uh, two good resources hslda.org for the u.s hslda.ca for canada it's a very good um, 
Homeschool Legal Defense Association is the name of it. Great information and great services they offer for homeschoolers. Very quickly, any questions from the audience while we're here? Homeschooling is about sharing, so questions now are questions individually to the panel members. Um, is really how we all learn how to go, go forward in this. Anyone? Um, we, is this on? We ran into that situation a little bit. They weren't avert. Our, neither my parents nor my husband's parents were overtly against it, but they just had never seen it, and they were very um, leery of it. And that really only changed um, with a few years into it. And when they saw the fruits of it, um, they became the biggest advocates. So sometimes it takes years and you kind of have to stand on your own. What I would suggest is that you surround yourself with a local homeschool group, a support group, and that will get you through the first little bit. Um, it, it's really not a question. I'm homeschooling too. I just finished my first complete year of homeschooling. And um, thank you. And thank you for everything you said. I just loudly concur, really, with everything that you said up here. It was a wonderful first-year experience. And I just wanted to add one other additional benefit that I think was kind of alluded to, um, but I just wanted to emphasize it a little bit more. Now, I only have two, so I'll put in that caveat with it. But I was concerned you know, how can I teach two different grade levels at the same time? That was so not a concern. It was so wonderful because my little one would be overhearing everything that I was doing with my older one. And so it was sort of what's called a waterfall effect. And my little one is learning third grade material because that was my daughter this year in third grade. That was amazing. It was amazing to watch. And, um, yeah, I just can't say enough about that. It's, it's been a big blessing. All right. Well, there's the choir behind us, and we should probably wrap up. Uh, thank you again. Um, also, the exit slips can go in the little plastic container next to the, the resource table in the back. <laughs>